0: The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. I'm excited to be back in a, in a school. It's been a very, very long time. I graduated from college in 1991, and I'm not sure that uh, I stepped foot. I don't think they let me back in there. No, no I, no, I would no. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me uh, right now is uh, Alan Alan Gilliland. He is the Dean of Faculty in Fine Arts and Communications here at McEwen. Alan, nice to see you. Nice to see you
1: too. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, so interesting. You have a very interesting background. You're a musician. I am. So tell us about that. You're a trumpet player?
1: I was originally a trumpet player. Uh, I had a career as a freelance trumpet player through the 80s and 90s, and uh, and then I got more and more interested in composition, and so then I went and did a uh, masters and a PhD in composition, and I was in residence with the Edmonton Symphony for five years. And
0: you have you have performed all over the world.
1: My music has been performed all over the world. It <laughs> was crazy. Last March, I was in Russia to hear my music played.
0: And and well, I'm looking the Boston Pops, the Vancouver Symphony, Detroit Symphony. You look at this list. I mean, that's pretty cool.
1: I've been pretty lucky. Yeah. You've been pretty lucky. Well, <laughs> I would
0: say there's there's some uh, pretty amazing talent there as well so in 2017 you took over as dean i did um how did that happen
1: uh well the dean uh the job of dean is like a five-year renewable position so every five or ten years uh, Mm -hmm. the position opens up and i was chair of music at the time and i was coming to the end of my six years as a chair And I just thought I'd throw my hat in the ring. It kind of scared the crap out of me. And I thought, what the hell, I'll give it (laughs) it a shot, you know?
0: Tell us about McEwen University. Tell us about um, why it's here that you decided, I I want to take on these roles. I've
1: been here since 1991. I mean, it's crazy. It's almost 30 years. I started here as like a part-time instructor. Yeah. Then I was a sessional instructor. And then I was full-time. And then I took five years off when I was with the symphony. And then I came back as a full-time instructor. I love this place to death. It, it is one of the best places anywhere to kind of, I always just say kind of boots on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, education, you know, like you, you learn the theoretical side, but you also learn the practical side. And, and whether it's communications or theater or music or fine art or any of the programs in my faculty, everybody gets to go out. And, and pursue a career give it, it a go
0: i i have driven by this build these these stretch of buildings over and over again since i moved here in what 2000 mm-hmm. um and to be honest with you i think i've been in the food uh the food place over here um at, at one point but that really is it i knew very very little about grant McEwen university um but from what i'm reading about it and one of the things that I love when I'm reading about it is talking about creating this energy, and you can talk about it. You can talk about creating energy and creating a space for creativity. Um, you can talk about it all you want, but it sounds like it's actually happening.
1: Yeah, I mean this place is great. Like if you go to any theatre show in town, any musical performance, whether it's the symphony or the Yardbird Suite or whatever, you're going to find either our graduates or our faculty. I mean we, everybody in the faculty is still a practicing artist or communicator or journalist and I think that's what really makes it special is that is that the students can see they're profs doing the thing that they want to do. They can see, and we can also help them get there because we're doing it.
0: They're just not up there talking. They're just not talking heads. It's not like the Charlie Brown teacher, yeah, wah, wah, yeah, wah, yeah, wah, yeah. right? Well,
1: and it's, and it's <laughs> that thing is that you know there's always that those who can't teach, but that's not yeah. that's not the way it goes at McEwen. So, I mean, those that do teach as mm-hmm. well too, and and I really do think it's seeing whether it's I, I'm teaching composition to my students, and one week I'm flying to Russia to hear a premiere, and the next minute I'm in Carnegie Hall with the ESO and stuff, and all of that is they, they get to see that happen uh, and they they have a hope for this this, this very kind of tenuous world. Of well
0: the- I was going to ask you about that because oftentimes you know the the arts get... Um, I was just trying to find the right word, poo pooed on a, a, a little bit, right? We often see that a lot of folks say okay well just we can get rid of that, we can get rid of that first. It'd be like the first thing to go. And I think to myself all the time, what a boring world we would live in if we didn't have that, if if we didn't have our our music, if we didn't have our cinema, if we didn't have our theater, if we didn't have uh you know uh, the television shows, if we didn't have journal all of that sort of thing. And absolutely you know, is that, you know,
1: I I mean I the, the hard part about the arts is it's there is no job like there's no job called trumpet player when you graduate from <laughs> Mc- from McEwen <laughs> University. You open up the paper, it's like you know five days a week, blah blah blah. So like there's nothing like nothing like that exists, but there are so many jobs out there. And mm-hmm. if you're entrepreneurial, if you really want to do it, there's a there's a million ways you can piece together a career in any of the f- uh, the disciplines within my faculty.
0: One of the things that we wanted to talk about is that um, on the communications side. Uh, uh, of this, um, the, the the television programming, the the the, uh, the, the courses, classes here. There's a new studio. There's a new t- TV studio mm-hmm. that's been built. Can you tell us about yeah. that? So when we moved into the new building, to Allard
1: Hall, uh, three years ago, and at that time we had uh, two theaters. the beautiful theaters, the Truffaut and the Betty Andrews. We had. Uh, really great uh, recording studios music recording studios and art studios and all that stuff but we hadn't built the spaces yet for communications and journalism so today literally today we are opening the TV and radio studio mm-hmm. and it really gives the communications and journalism faculty the same kind of fantastic facilities that we got when mm-hmm. we spent 180 million dollars on Allard Hall yeah. and so now, now they're able to do all of the digital journalism that they want to do so it's TV it's radio it's podcasts social media journalism it's really, now they have the tools to really, well, come and work with you guys
0: and and how that has changed think about that if you say you started here in 1991 I graduated college in (laughs) 1991 I think we were still on carts and splicing tape but things have changed dramatically and it's one of those things of trying to to keep up with any any job out there right now you have to keep up with it and this is going to allow them to do that
1: absolutely and we will keep up with the technology as it changes because it's so fast it's like one minute it's Facebook but oh my goodness no it's not it's Instagram that's what's important now and then something else And so we're giving them the tools to be able to basically tell great stories on any platform, but make them savvy to all the different media. And and we were just talking before we got started that I don't think there's any more job as important as journalists right now. I mean, in this world, there's just nothing more important than that. And I just feel so proud that we're able to give them these facilities to realize their dreams and go out and, and be be employable because mm-hmm. of what we taught them in those spaces and
0: well and it's again you know there was in you know, 20 years ago even 25 years ago we all we all sat and waited for the six o'clock news uh, and then we would see it again at, at 11 o'clock and we would read our newspaper yep. the next morning and turn on our radio but it has changed so dramatically with news coming at us 24/7 non-stop from all sorts of uh, on all sorts of different platforms and and to teach New uh, journalists, how to do it in different ways, um, is 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 so invaluable. It's just it's changed so very much. It's really changed,
1: but it's all about good storytelling, right? Yeah. It doesn't really matter what the platform is. Mm-hmm. It's just about good storytelling, and we're doing incredible like documentary filmmaking. Like we sent four students with a professor to Russia last summer to work with the anthropology program that's doing a dig out there because some of these big granting like research granting places in Canada they want uh, better dissemination, public dissemination of the research they do. So how do you do that? You do it through documentary films, you do it through web pages. So suddenly our design students and
0: That's and amazing it's
1: so great. Like all those kind of synergies we can have with the university.
0: So when you talk to those kids who are who are lucky enough to be chosen to be to, to go on, on a project like that, I mean tell me about the feedback that you get from them. <laughs> well it's life changing, right? yeah.
1: Like you go like they were there for almost a month, uh, living kind of in the bush on this uh, this Baikal Lake in, in Russia, and it was just an incredible. So they were shooting archaeologists digging all day, and then they were turning that into to uh, pieces that they would use, and then uh, they were interviewing people, and then they come back here, and they do all the editing, and they produce these documentaries, and since we've been doing that, other universities are just going crazy, They're like, oh, can you send students out to do it for us, too? Yeah,
0: I was gonna ask you, are you are you kind of leading, you know, leading the charge on this front?
1: Absolutely, yeah, we are kind of cutting edge. Because of the documentary film-making make- abilities that we have, we have this ability to showcase what people do in a, in a way that's really engaging to the public.
0: How many students are coming through uh, Fine Arts communication here at McEwen on uh, on a yearly basis?
1: Well, we have about a 1,000 in uh, all of the different mm-hmm. departments I have. There's about 350 in communications right now. So communications is a four-year degree. Uh, we have a degree in music. We have a degree in design. Uh, we're trying to get a BFA right now so that we can turn the theater program and the fine art program and our arts and cultural management program into a four-year degree as well. But overall, we have about a 1,000 students in the building at yeah. the time.
0: And journalism students?
1: Journalism students, about 125 yeah. I think and about th- th- uh, just about double that again in uh in communications but i think this is going to change it because I've heard people say that, that you know like one of the big schools in Canada is Carleton and I've yes. heard some people say that the studio that we now have is is as good or better than Carleton and, and it's in, it's in competition with the Nate studio yeah. and so we're we're really going to start attracting journalism students.
0: Well, and that was it. Uh, it was always Carleton and Ryerson. It was yeah. always Carleton and Ryerson. Yeah. That was where I mean, if you didn't go there, you almost felt like you were a failure <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> yeah. right? But this yeah. is going to you Absolutely. know that's challenging. Uh, everything else. Is there anything else that you Want folks to know uh, about Grant McEwen, about, uh, about this department, about what we're working on right now?
1: Well, I'd tell them to, to come check us out, go online, uh, see our programs. Uh, soon we'll hopefully be starting to produce weekly television broadcasts that you could probably see on our web pages <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. Like there's going to be so much going on, and we also want to reach out to the community to come and if they have ideas about ways they want to do things with our studio, we would love to see faculty and students working with the community to make. Uh, Documentaries, yeah. TV shows, podcasts, whatever—that's
0: you know, amazing. Yeah. Podcasts and yeah, yeah. there's a whole other there's a whole other huge area that is still yeah. just expanding. I'm a podcast just like, junkie,
1: man. are you really? Oh yeah, I love. podcasts.
0: What's your favorite one right now? Uh,
1: I love I love some of the movie ones, yeah. like uh, the big picture, mm-hmm. and some of those ones, yeah.
0: Okay, right. Alan Gilliland joining us this afternoon, the dean of faculty of fine arts and communications. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, uh, my boss Sid Smith, the director of talk and talent, the programming uh, at Course Radio going to be joining us. We're going to chat uh, about, well, some scholarships, an endowment uh, project, uh, uh, you know, being backed by Chorus. Uh, We'll have all those details coming up right after this. (laughs) Broadcast live from McEwen University this afternoon. Uh, we are in Building Eight uh, this afternoon, the Christensen Family Center for Sports and Wellness, kind of right in the Pedway. Everyone's walking by. It's a busy place. I forgot how busy uh, colleges and universities uh, are. And uh, you know what's one of the things that's really kind of cool too, too is I don't feel uh, super old because I see all sorts of ages of students here, which is uh, which is uh, always always great to see. Uh, Alan Gilliland still with us, the Dean of Faculty of Fine Arts and Communication. Sid Smith. The director of talk and talent, of course, radio, joining me as well. Hey, Sid. Hello. I was oh. just.
2: Uh, oh, sorry. That's Am okay. I a little loud? It's loud in my headphones. I was just overwatching some uh, some pickup basketball and remembering what it was like to be going to uh, school <laughs> and just be able to, when you don't have a class, pick up a ball and, and have some fun. And and then also you mentioned we're in the is it Christensen families, yes. uh, and and kind of walking through. And I went through Allard Hall and there's a Christensen nice. and just thinking of all the great Edmontonians who have contributed to uh, to education and facilities in the city over the years. Well,
0: and you think of, you know, Allard Hall and uh, Allard Way and Global Television, uh, ITV, uh, those names, how far back that goes as well. I never got to meet um, the Allard family. It was just after I moved here. But again, those names are so important when it comes to uh, broadcasting in this community. Sid, you're here to make a couple big announcements. Yeah,
2: we are. And uh, I know there's lots going on today (laughs) here at McEwen, and and it was just downstairs. At a reception, there's a brand new uh, television studio that has been opened up today, and Global News is going to be on location doing some stuff uh, later in the afternoon. And, and one of the things that we're really proud to be able to do is announce a couple of uh, bursaries and scholarships here today, one in, in the name of 630 Chet. And one in the name of Global News, and uh, I'll start with 6:30, Chad. And we've been, really been fortunate over the years to uh, uh, to be able to contribute and support to uh, to student life here at McEwen. And uh, we had a bursary, I guess the first one going back as far as as the 1990s, and since then it's just it's been updated uh, with the times. And so we're uh, we're really pleased to announce a $35,000 wow. bursary. That will be sustainable over time and will be go- going to a high-achieving student at the, uh, the Faculty of Fine Arts and Communication every year. And in fact, um, in its previous incarnation, we were uh, very lucky to be able to hire someone who had been a previous recipient. You might remember Brianna LaRiviere. Yes. Uh, uh, just an outstanding person great student that's why she was uh, the recipient and she's gone on and, and is already doing some great things and I know that uh, that as a as a radio station and as a company and now with global and as a news organization we really do feel a responsibility to to really be a part of and give back to the communities in which we operate and and by doing these sorts of things hopefully we're setting ourselves up for success mm-hmm. because it comes back to us absolutely um, you know Lynn <laughs> that uh, over the last five, ten years, there have just been some incredible changes in our industry. Uh, There have been technological uh, changes and every time something new comes up in terms of technology, it just changes the way that our listeners and our viewers consume the content and we've got to try and keep up with those times. Some of it you can plan, some of it you can look out a year, two years, five years down the road and and in other areas of of, of what we do, and, and it's not unlike any other industry or any other business there's an unknown you don't quite know what's around (laughs) that corner and so if we can help support great education and developing great students and great citizens at our institutions uh, then that's going to come back to us because we need to be hiring people that are not only willing to embrace change but eager to embrace change and lead through that change and just take on whatever is uh, Mm -hmm. around that corner and that's what these are designed to do and and then the other thing we just like to announce and I'll stop talking is the Global News Journalism Scholarship. Uh, and Jim Haskins, who's our news director and station manager for Global Television, is a big part of this as well. Uh, but it will uh, be $1,000 a year for 10 years, uh, and it'll go to uh, someone enrolled as a full-time student in the third year of the Bachelor of Communication Studies in a journalism major. So mm. uh, so we just think that uh, with, with what we're doing for 630Chad and the communication students and the journalism students uh, through Global News, that hopefully, hopefully it's meaningful Hopefully it's meaningful to the, to the students, and uh, and we know that, that it's meaningful to us.
0: And do you hear, uh, Ellen, how meaningful these sort of you know, scholarships are to kids? I mean, let's be they're real. Li-
1: they're life-changing. Yeah. I mean, it, it sometimes can make the difference whether somebody comes to school or doesn't come to school, or whether somebody's able to not take on a full-time job while they're at school because of these scholarships, and it allows them to focus on their studies. And, and, and honestly, these things are life-changing, and we need to offer these kind of supports because education is expensive these days.
0: Is, Sid, you, you touched on the fact about how things have changed in this industry, especially over the past uh, 10 years. We're not broadcasting on a phone line today. <laughs> no, we're, we're not. <laughs> but if there's, you know, what would be the one thing that would really jump out to you that was one of the things that you know, really had to get on top of and, and take control of and learn how to, to, to master?
2: I think it's more it technology. It- technology drives it but i think it's 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 the behavior of people who listen to the t- to this radio or, or watch television. Because of like when I got into the business and, and as recently as even oh, maybe five years ago, it was certainly starting to change five years mm-hmm. ago. But if someone wanted to listen to 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye, they listened to 630 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nye between 2pm mm-hmm. and 6pm. And if they missed it, they missed it. Yes. And now uh, f- and it's for the better. Now they know that yes, they can have that experience listening live as they're driving around or they're at home or they're at the office but if they miss it or maybe they're at work that time and they just it's more convenient for them to listen at night or to listen the following morning or maybe you're doing something and they would say i really would like to watch this Mm. and so now we have the capability to allow them to watch the people on the radio so uh technology drives it but i think it's just uh our industry uh, getting a better understanding of how we need to, to deliver the content and now it's more about making sure that people can consume that content when and how they want it and they need to tell us that, rather than us telling them, this is when They're it's on. We're
0: doing it, yeah. Um, and 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 there's constant changes, more more are coming. And I will just throw that out you uh, out at you right now. I can't give you any details, but there's more exciting changes coming on that front. When you look at uh, McEwen University, as and recently as tomorrow, as soon as tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and, uh, okay. I'm uh, tuning in. <laughs> um, and, and and the broadcasting students that uh, are coming out of you know, the the schools here in. Edmonton Um, we're seeing that all the time like hey there was there was a time that when you went to school you would have to start off in you know a Red Deer or a Lloyd Minster still a lot of a people Lake. do or a Kirkland Lake or a Timmins <laughs> or a Sault Ste. Marie or a Thunder Bay and and the fact that we have these these great schools here um teaching the kids um what to do how to do it and how to do it properly I mean there's really great opportunities to come out of school and start working um had an information leader for years
2: there is and and i would say those those smaller market radio and television Mm -hmm. stations are still fantastic they're doing better broadcasting now than they ever have before and they're doing a much better job because of the way the world has changed of retaining staff so there are some really seasoned professional staff in some of those smaller markets and there's great career opportunities but uh i you know for I think for people who've been in any industry for a long time that was relatively stable for a long time, and then all of a sudden change is coming very rapidly, it can be a little bit scary. Uh, I think the broadcast industry has done a very good job of managing that and trying to stay ahead of the curve and, and stay true to, at the end of the day, what matters is what's coming out of the, the speaker and the dashboard of your car, and as long as we can focus on that, the technology, we, we can use it to our advantage. But I think it's a really exciting time for any students that are looking to get into broadcasting to get into journalism or to get into any of those sorts of uh, of arts because uh, because of those changes it just opens up so many different avenues. Uh, if someone was getting into radio uh, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, and they might look at it and say, well, if I if I have a little bit of talent, I've got a good educational background and I'm coachable and I'm willing to work hard, I can have a good career doing X. I could mm-hmm. be a, a great reporter or a great newsreader or a great DJ or a great copywriter. Uh, now, that same person coming in can do all of that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they can be a newsreader for a couple of years and then they can decide I'd like to move into this department and uh, you know we've got Rob Rakenridge who uh, who has heard mm-hmm. on 630 chat from time to time and actually f- has been filling in for you recently who you know there are people in Halifax that only know Rob Rakenridge as a columnist <laughs> it's because he, he writes on yeah. globalnews.ca yeah. and there are you know they would never know that he does a radio yeah. show and people yeah. that, that listen to him in Calgary have, may have no idea you hope they do because he's, he's pretty popular online as well but th- they wouldn't think of him necessarily as a columnist they think of him as a radio Yes. And then he might show up on television doing commentary around some political issues or some election coverage. So there are, for those people that are getting in, and it's institutions like McEwen that can provide that foundation, uh, very well-rounded and just, you know, the possibilities are really limitless.
0: Sid Smith, uh, Alan Gilliland joining me this afternoon. We're broadcasting live from McEwen University. Thank you, gentlemen.
2: My pleasure. Thanks Thank for you. Thank me. you.